Siren from Joel today. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Urgent Care. Um, I'm Joel Kim Booster, I'm and Mitra editorializing Jahari. my wee wee's today is Major Jahari. Welcome. Um, this is a podcast where we give you guessed it advice. Oh, we're going back to explaining the premise of the podcast. I see. When have we not ever? Have we? The last couple of episodes, we've really just sort of launched into, well, um general chat i feel i feel that we've got each episode we sort of get farther and farther away from the top of the podcast and then approximately like 18 minutes in we're like oh yeah this is an advice podcast (laughs) (laughs) i I feel like we still explain we just don't do it when we should (laughs) we do it long after new listeners have exited the tab (laughs) exactly (laughs) or whatever yeah, so it's an advice podcast, um, <laughs> and I think we should just lay our cards on the table uh, mm. about what like I'm state feeling of, right now. State of mind. State of mind, which is I'm in a bad mood. And I know you're in a bad I'm, mood. I'm also in a bad mood. So um. <laughs> we're bringing a lot of toxic energy. Apologies in advance to every single person who called an email today. I'm going to be so toxic and rude. Regardless, I'm bringing rude energy to the pod today. Regardless of what you ask, I'm going to say break up. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, today is not an entirely bad day. Um because up until very recently, we were not an award-winning podcast. Oh my god, I forgot. Oh god. But now, as of I believe December 28th, we are a gold well Joel Kim Booster is <laughs> a golden <laughs> and Joel Kim Booster is the only one who won, but our podcast won. But Joel yeah. was nominated. I was um, nominated, but the podcast won. Right. If that makes any sense. So Joel, For a Golden Crane Award, we should say. Yes. Should speak so its name. what Joel has contributed to the podcast is award winning. <laughs> <laughs> Mitra? Mitra, however? No. Not so much. No, no. <laughs> Only because she's not. I wish, I honestly do wish for the for comedy's sake that it wasn't because I was Asian and you're not. I I really do wish that it was just like the streamies. The streamies. Oh my god, I awarded know. Awarded me for urgent care. I know. I want but I want a trophy. I want a trophy from the Golden Cranes and I hope the Golden Cranes are listening. Well, that- Chelsea told us that there is a trophy involved in the Golden Cranes. Well, and I want a trophy that says wrong kind of Asian <laughs> from the Golden Cranes. <laughs> because technically <Hell> yeah. <laughs> um Um, but truly thank you to the fine people behind the golden the mysterious people behind the golden crane awards so mysterious we couldn't figure out if joel won i actually a a listener a chef actually alerted me to the fact that we won on instagram so thank you to the chef who the eagle-eyed chef who who sent me the, the notice that that we won i'd like to thank everyone who listens to the podcast and have supported me and been rude to Mitra. <laughs> I would like to thank everyone who lists my name first when they address us via email mm-hmm. or voicemail. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I would like to thank Chelsea um, mm-hmm. for manning the soundboard and distracting us constantly with sound bites that are no less than three minutes long. <laughs> I would like to thank Ryan for never turning his camera on while we're recording because he's too gorgeous. His face would be too distracting to me, make me so horny. I would not be able to do my job here. And and finally, I would like to thank Mitra Johari thank for you. being there this whole ride, this whole crazy ride. I've been carrying her on my back mm-hmm. across the finish line each episode. Mm-hmm. You would not under you would not believe the amount of emotional labor it takes <laughs> to partner with Mitra on a creative <laughs> endeavor. So I would like to thank her for making me a stronger person. Mm. through working with her for sort of mm. building up <laughs> my defenses my you know just the, building up my my strength my strength of character finish my strength that, of yeah, spirit finish that sentence okay see and this is what i'm talking about <laughs> this is exactly what i'm talking about constant attacks constant attacks from my co-host mitra johari and yet i would like to thank her for those attacks cuz they make me stronger they make me stronger um and, and, and i, would I like just to, Apologize to the Golden Cranes for um, sort of ingest. Uh, we didn't realize I was going to win. That's We thought it was a long shot that I would win. And that's why we made the Golden Cranes sort of a bit on the pod. Right. And then you won. And, and clearly they hadn't heard what we had no. done. We oh, and because we haven't, we haven't. I, I just want to say throughout this whole process, not a peep from the Golden Crane nope. committee. <laughs> nope. I, I honestly wonder if they even listened at all. And if they did, which episodes? <laughs> so I think we can safely say this is the first and last Golden Crane Award that the Urgent Care Podcast will be winning. Um, mm-hmm. Deep, deep, deep thanks, though. We do appreciate it. Um, this is our first award, Mitra. That's what I was saying. Before we didn't have an award, now we have an award. We're an award-winning podcast. Holy shit. Come on, who can say that? Mm. <laughs> Everyone. <laughs> this American life, Las Culturistas. Yeah. The have they won podcasts. the gold? Have they won the GC? No, I'm actually surprised that I beat Bowen out for Golden Crane. I imagine that they must not know that they must only know Bowen from his work on SNL. <laughs> That's the only reason. That's the only reason I beat him. I can't imagine they even know he has a podcast. In fact, they're they're listening to this now and they're like, "Fuck." Do you think the wickedly talented Adele Dazim won a Golden Crane? <laughs> I actually think she's a little more Asian than you are. So, yeah. <gasps> yeah. That's Slightly actually offensive to me and my people. <laughs> <laughs> if you told me Adele Dazim was part Filipino, I'd believe you. I, I would believe anything about Adele Dazim. <laughs> yeah. With a name like that. Whoa, Chelsea coming in hot with a smoothie. Wow. Vitamix Queen. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Mitra, how the hell are you? Um, well, I'm great because I just Googled and Idina Menzel is Russian and Polish. <laughs> okay, Russia close to Asia. So you never know. Um, you know, I'm fine. I'm literally just fine. Um, not a lot to report. Made a really good strawberry shortcake this Woo. week. Uh, Could crush that. Woohoo! Um, in, as previously mentioned, in an 
absolutely foul mood today, but the podcast always truly is helpful. So that's my big report. How are I you, I was Joel? really excited to come here today. Doesn't it feel like it's been a long time since we've recorded the podcast? I was yes. genuinely excited and to record And why? Today. Because it is just always one week between it's records, but it did week, feel This far week away. felt especially long. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I can't explain it, but I, I felt an urge, a yearning in my body. To see your little face over Zoom today, <laughs> and it has brightened my spirit. It has, even though we're living in um, a, what is essentially a large morgue right now. <laughs> wow, I, not funny, but it just made me like so like <laughs> I felt so hopeless. <laughs> the only sound that could come out <laughs> was laughter. <laughs> yeah. It's just like crazy to feel so bad. <laughs> it is that not was, fun to live in the epicenter fun. of. The global pandemic right now. I gotta say, everything feels bad. Everything feels bad. Can I tell so you something bad. crazy that I did to make myself feel a little bit more alive? Yes. I went to the grocery store yesterday. Wow. And I decided as like a fun, you know how they say like carry a fun secret around with you and it'll make you feel sexy. Mm-hmm. So as many of you know, my doctor prescribed me butt plugs to help with my butt and i decided to wear a butt plug to the store How and i would, i said wouldn't it be cool to do that to myself because it's like something only i know mm-hmm. something only i know and it's my fun flirty secret at the whole foods and it was i have to tell you a gigantic mistake um, <laughs> Because it just made me feel – I made a lot of really hasty decisions at the Whole Foods because like, it just made it me urgent? feel – Like, was it urgent? It just made me like... feel like I had to shit for the entire time that I was at the Whole Foods, which is not a pleasant mm, experience. No. Long lines. You can't go hungry and you can't feel like you have to shit. No. And I'm pretty things. sure – I caught a glimpse of my reflection in the, the store window. I'm pretty sure you could tell that I had something <laughs> in my butt. Like – I thought that it was discreet, but I'm pretty sure that it was grossly apparent that I had a butt plug in the whole time. Like how from like from end of ass, like how much how much space come out? Like how how far do you think? I would say about three inches. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's like that's a plug or a tail. Tight pants on. (laughs) No. Yeah. You tight pants is actually like a really crazy choice for you to make. (laughs) Can I explain why I decided to go that route? I decided to go that route because I thought if I wore something baggy, there is a big greater chance that I could unclench and it would just fall right out. And so I thought I would I'm going to wear tight pants and it'll sort of help keep it in place. But what if you wore just like a tight pair of briefs or something? Well, I did. But even still, the the brief doesn't have the tension. Mm-hmm. I felt. Could you double up in. on briefs? So, no, I didn't think about that yesterday. OK, OK. I'm just I saying thought, like for if you do it again, you could double up on briefs. I'm never doing it again. never doing it again again. um i don't think i've ever done anything like that because i'm boring um you know what i'm gonna get you for your birthday is one of those uh remote controlled eggs that you can put inside of yourself and you can give the remote to somebody else to control i've seen that in like a million pornos and i always go and i know what you're thinking give (laughs) give with the remote and this is what i'm gonna say to you Give me the remote. (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay. Uh, we're not ever going to do this, but an episode <laughs> of the podcast where I have the egg. <laughs> <laughs> and every, every few minutes, you just hear me go, ah! <laughs> <laughs> And I know we we the audience know that's because Joel pressed the egg. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they think you, they like your laugh, your little giggles now. Just wait until you got an egg. Oh wow, <laughs> that is that is my nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> it's my dream, and it's my dream, and that's sort of where we differ. <laughs> well. I guess should we we have a bunch of updates to get through. And if we want to talk about any of these, I guess we should get to them now. Okay. And listen to them. We've got we're gonna start off with our second opinions. These are from these are from listeners who, you know, we gave our advice and these people had a little bit of a different idea. You know? And we welcome that sometimes. We welcome it as long as it doesn't threaten us or hurt our feelings in any way. (laughs) Exactly. We get a lot of those and we do not feature them on the podcast. But this first one is an email, and I'll read it. Hi, Amitra and Joel. Thanks for the sister care letter and chat. Both my spouse and I have been codependent little brothers who get their asses wiped by the rents while we do the adulting John. So this is in reference to um, our listener who had a younger, uh, I believe it was Madam in the Middle. <laughs> yes. Uh, whose <laughs> younger brother was being pampered by their parents and did not have to work and... Um, and, and she didn't get that kind of and she didn't get parents. that and she wanted to know what to do yes you can use leverage for superficial things which both of us have done hashtag boundaries but Joel and Mitra you are so right you can't do a <laughs> damn thing but thank your lucky stars you made it out of the dysfunction unscathed there are support groups for healthy adult children who come from these types of situations they have been helpful for me but wasn't my spouse's cup of tea closet bisexual here but not by choice by erasure is real hugs and kisses to you both from philly first off i would like to say no longer closeted sweetheart you're coming out on an award-winning podcast okay what better place to anonymously email and come out than on an award-winning, award-winning podcast. podcast. But I, I had no idea about the support groups. Yeah, that's, that's why so cool. I wanted to include this one because um, I actually think that that might be the most helpful thing for this, for that, for that, for Madam in the Middle to do is uh, go to one of, find one of these support groups. And, and I, I bet, bet they're all online right now. I was, so. I was about to say, I feel like now more than ever is a great, like, join a support group because you don't even have to worry too much about like getting there and stuff. How nice. Um, yeah. Worth a try. I had no idea that that. existed. I wonder what you would Google for that. Hmm. Like, well, not not our problem. Listen, we got you this far. You can carry yourself (laughs) damn across the finish line. Okay. Damn across the finish line. (laughs) Um, I was reminded the other day speaking of finish lines because i i think i mentioned on the podcast i've begun i've started running again and i was i was asking my friend about running stuff this is the most boring thing i ever talked about but i remembered my freshman year of college i ran a 5k and i had a crush on this guy and he uh worked for the school newspaper and he was photographing the 5k and i asked him to show me pictures and he said he didn't want to show me any because they all looked like i was walking <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I, I really don't want to see that. problem. <laughs> it's a huge problem for the storytelling of those pictures when you're supposed to be running. 
I would like to quickly say that the caller who called in about their brother was not Madam in the Middle. I was mistaken about that. Madam in the Middle is actually the subject of this next second opinion. Madam in the Middle was the lady whose boyfriend, whose boyfriend's friend, friend's girlfriend mm-hmm. confessed to her that she was cheating on her boyfriend, and she did not know what to do about it. And all the and, friends are like turning on her. Yeah. Uh, and she Why are you being so secret. rude to this girl? And they, none of them know it's because she's a cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater. Mm-hmm. So we've got a, a second opinion here. And I think it's some good context and some good perspective um, from someone who's been there. Hobbit vibes. Chelsea? <laughs> They're back Hello, again. this is for um, someone who called Madam in the Middle. Um, I just wanted to say I was in the same situation as basically the boyfriend that's being cheated on. Um, my boyfriend cheated on me, and we had our group of long-term friends, and everybody ended up finding out from each other, and nobody told me. Um, and that went on for a year. And it really sucked <laughs> to find out. I felt very betrayed to know that, like, everybody in this friend group, especially people that I have grown close with, didn't tell me. Finally, after a year, one of the girls of the group told me. Um, and honestly, like, I've never regretted that she did that. I'm so glad that she did that. So I would just say, like, get your boyfriend to tell his friends what's going on or you tell his friend because... It has to come out, you know. It just—it's gonna hurt the more that you people, like everyone knows. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> just wanted to give some personal advice there. All right, love you both. Bye. Good, good advice. I think she stated it plainly. She's been cheated on. I think most people want to know. I think you should rip that bandaid off sooner rather than later. I yeah, think. I was really thinking about this one because, like, I—I I even think it's—I even think it's different if it's like somebody did it one time and they feel really bad about it. I don't know. It's like there are different thing. There, there are different tiers of it, but this person has an ongoing thing that she thinks is funny. Like that's just the person that this, the person that our caller seems to be protecting seems like a real villain. Um, so it's nice to hear from the perspective of the kind, the people who are being hurt and lied to anyway. Yeah. And here's an actual, here's an addendum to our advice. Get your boyfriend to tell the friend that he's being the cuck that he's being cheated on, you know? yeah because it's there it's his friends let him be the one totally um yeah i thought that was a great suggestion too it doesn't completely fall on the girlfriend like the boyfriend also has this information now so yeah um yeah i thought this was a great call thanks for sharing that even though i'm sure it was a really horrible experience sorry that happened to you um Um, so we have uh an update from a previous caller this is uh her name was post hate um another brilliant i love i love these update calls because we get to be reminded of how genius we are i know and i i think if like if we were good at doing this podcast we would have like a spreadsheet of like the names that we chose for people but again we're just Mm -mm. that won't that's not us (laughs) yet another good idea that will never be implemented by the urgent care award-winning podcast I mean, we got an award already, so now we're definitely not going to improve. Yeah. Set it and forget it. <laughs> you... Everything we do, that's it. This is as this is the plateau, honey. <laughs> if you get a gift for being bad, honey, you're not going to start being good. <laughs> <laughs> but this was a this was a gal whose ex had videos of a sexual nature of her, and she was worried that he might post them. And this is the update. Hi, 
Um, this is post-hate. Um, I was the girl whose ex had a video of me sucking his dick. Um, just a, like, a little bit of an update. Well, I did, I didn't follow your advice, but I still really appreciated it because, like, Joel was right. It was just, like, a, me being crazy more than anything else because he, like, didn't post it in several months. I haven't thought about it. Um, I just wanted to let you know that I am bisexual and also I have worked as a chef. And so I really love this new addition to the urgent care canon. Um, and that's it. Love you guys. Bye. <laughs> so I love getting these update calls, especially when they flat out tell us that they did not follow our advice. Yeah. I mean, this one's amazing because they it's not really an update at all. Um, mm-hmm. It seems like not very much has changed at all, but she just wanted to let us know that she's a bi chef. <laughs> and-, and what did I say when we first introduced this? Chef is a bisexual job. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, when, when Chef came about, we were laughing. We were going, this is so stupid. Maybe it won't last. And Chef is here to stay. And that chef feels really good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling great about it. I, I'm not feeling great about her saying Joel was right. It was just me being crazy because I'm 99.9% sure I did not call this caller crazy. That I mean, that's such a classic you thing is when you get a call, you go, you're being crazy. Yeah. So whenever a woman calls into this podcast, it's sort of my first in- impulse is to say, well, first of all, you're being crazy. Um, no, oh. I don't think I did that. Please, please call back in and, and take that back. I'm <laughs> begging you. Give us a third, a, a third update. We third won't call. We will not go back and look, but no. I, but we know that Joel called you crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's just the reality we're living in now. I, can't, I have to accept it. Look, I trust the bi, the bi chef. Yeah. If a bi, if a bi chef says I called her crazy. Then who am I to argue? If a, if a bi chef cooks in a forest, was there ever even a golden crane? <laughs> <laughs> Good one, Mitra. There, there's <laughs> I blood coming down my face. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, one uh, another sad reality of this podcast is that we have to take breaks because Mitra oh, and I have yeah. to eat. Okay. <laughs> we actually t- do a full f- five course meal. In between the updates and the actual calls and, and emails. We make Chelsea and Ryan sit on the Zoom call and watch right. us eat. Yes, full volume. And what you guys don't know is that for every hour of urgent care per week that you get, we record for like 15 hours. Mm-hmm. So you just get the best hour and, and the best Most names. of it is prep. Most <laughs> of it is just us cut, cutting vegetables, yeah. frying and- chicken. <laughs> I did yeah. blend chicken today. I am back no. on that bullshit. No, but I... there was sunchokes and broccoli in the mixture as well. I made. I just got meal prep and I put it all in the blender because I was running late and I didn't have time. I mean, I do wish that I could do that. Like, I know that I lack the mental fortitude. Oh, it made me wretch like a motherfucker. Let me tell you, it's not pleasant, but it got the job done, and I'm here. Okay. So let's take a break. We're glad you're here. And we're back. (laughs) And we're back. And boy, oh boy, was it a good meal. Was it a good meal? Agreed. And 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 guess what? Every week we're going to pick a, a a special chef from a draw from a raffle, and that special chef is going to get to cook us dinner. <laughs> the first chef that we will be that will be cooking us a meal will actually be the first call of the day. Oh, wow! So 
let's cue that call out of Catch your of the little day. bag, Chelsea. Catch of the day, our first call. Catch of the day, our first call. <laughs> Hi, Joel and Mitra. This is my second time calling in a row because the first message I left does not make any fucking sense. So <laughs> bear with me now. <laughs> I wanted to give that another try. So I'm really looking for your advice on my living situation. Let me give you the rundown. I um, moved back in with my mom at the beginning of the pandemic because I was in a group house where no one was social distancing and that was not safe. So shout out to my mom. Let me move back in. She rents out two rooms in her house to two women who I'm like acquaintances with. Um, not a big house, like single family home. Um, but my, it's been beneficial to my mom in the past. Um, since I've moved back, one of my housemates has been, like, pretty disrespectful to my mom. My mom tried to kick her out. I mediated because there's, like, power dynamics here. She's unemployed. My mom isn't making her pay rent right now. I thought I did the right thing. But now this girl is coming for me, trying to say that I'm too loud living above her. Literally, y'all... I was sitting at my desk typing at my computer, and she threw a tantrum because, like, a creak in the floor. Right now, I'm dog-sitting for a friend. I'm not even in the house. And she texted me saying, so are you planning on moving out? Because this isn't the living situation I signed up for, and it's a huge burden for me to have someone live above me. So now I'm like, oh, you want me to choose between you and me? Okay, I pick me. My question is... Do y'all think it would be wrong to introduce my mom as a power dynamic here to just have my mom kick her out? Or should I just wait to get herself kicked out? What do you guys think I should do? I'm trying to be the better person here. I don't know. Any advice would be super helpful. Thank you. Hopefully this message was more sensical than the last one. Bye. Wow. Okay. So Um, we've got a full house, a fuller hmm. house situation. (laughs) Kimmy Gibbler. Um. Yes. Uh. Full her house. Uh. <laughs> okay. Okay. Full her house. Full That's her house. It is. Fill her house. Full her house. Full her house. Full her house. Um. It rolls off the tongue. It I feels didn't even amazing. See <laughs> feels amazing to get back into it and call someone full her house. So, um. Here's here's my. My simple solution right off the top, and you might not like it, Full Her House, but I think you should ask to switch rooms and have her live in the upstairs room. And that sort of solves the immediate problem, which is she doesn't like living with someone above her. We'll solve that problem <laughs> it's by ep- living That is epic below her. troll vibes. <laughs> 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 Wait, and I love it. <laughs> I mean... You can complain about anything, I guess, but uh, it it's insane that this woman thinks that she's going to get you to leave your mom's house. <laughs> like, Yeah, I think you should maybe just like every time she texts you, send her text her um, a link to your family tree and sort of just, highlight the link between you and your mother. Like, the, the blood bond that you have with the woman who birthed you. I think if if she a, a huge thing with stuff like this is like separating people too. like I think every time you get a text, you should screenshot the text and put yourself on a thread with this person and your mom 
and just yes. always incorporate your mom who is the landlord. Be like, oh, okay, looping in my mom, just letting her know that you have a problem with this. Um, we we can talk about it as a group. You can talk about it with my mom. We can talk, we're like, but don't like make it make it a group thing because maybe she thinks that she can get to you. Maybe it's just her trying to get power in a situation where she feels like shit. Like I think that's also something is like feeling like shit and just wanting to be in charge of someone. And it maybe it's you making creaky noises is making. I'm her gonna feel do. I'm gonna day. start doing. I'm gonna start taking that advice in my everyday. Like we just talked off pod about how someone was talking shit about me, and I'm gonna start a text train with that person talking <laughs> shit about me, and then I'm going to take screenshots of their responses and send them to a text thread with me and my mom. Well, it's like when when like if if I feel like I'm getting like potentially ripped off or something, it's like. CCing my manager and then there we go there's a witness or something I, I feel like there's like if there's someone more powerful than you theoretically that you can bring into a situation why not yeah and I would say suggest to your mom I don't know if this I, I get the vibe that there is not a lease situation but I would get something on paper so that you have a clear your mom has a clear set of guidelines about what this relationship is it mm-hmm. is a tenant landlord relationship boo landlords but also like ultimately she should know what you know you mentioned she's like this is not the living situation i signed up for well for her sake she should have a, a set of guidelines for what she did sign up for so everybody's on the same page yeah totally Your house meeting like babe good house luck meeting. good luck all right <gasps> Next one we have, oh my God, an email. I'll read it. Thank you. You're welcome. Hi, Mitra and Joel, Chelsea, and the soundboard. (laughs) 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 I'm a PhD student with a unisex name. Think Alex or Sam. Okay. Sorry to disappoint, but I am straight. Insert womp womp sound effect here. And my pronouns are she, her. My question actually relates to pronouns and email signatures. A lot of students and staff at my school have begun including including their pronouns and their automated email signatures. I'd like to do this too, but I actually receive better treatment over email when the person I'm corresponding with assumes that I am a man. If I have questions or need assistance, I receive answers or help in a very straightforward and non-accusatory way. Often in these emails, the other parties will refer to me as he, so I know they assume I am male. Part of me wants to continue living with my faux white male privilege in academia, but the other part wants to be socially conscious and supportive of others by including my pronouns and emails. What is the right thing to do? Thank you and love the pod. Juicy. Juicy. So we've got faux white white male privilege. Email signature. <laughs> Email signature. Her. Signa her. Signature. Signature. <laughs> you know, the harder they are to say, the better they are. That's what I say. That's what we say. That's what we say here at Urgent Care. The harder they are to say, the better the name. And that one is one of our hardest to say, I'd say. Signa her. Email Signa her. Signa her. Pretty, pretty, pretty. Is this bad. Some, are, is your mood elevated at now that you said I, that? Well, I do. I feel shame. <laughs> <laughs> um. So this this sucks. Um, for you that you experience discrimination based on your gender, but ultimately, I do think that you should use these situations as teaching moments for the people who are being misogynistic and and still put your pronouns in your email. I think that's the way to go. I also I I what what I'm trying to 
create the email in my head where someone is talking to me but uses the pronoun he in the same sentence. That doesn't make any sense. I mean, if it's like a group email or something like Maybe, that, or like yeah. somebody is assigning things to a group of people, I, I can I can see it being possible. I don't know. I this one was tough because I do understand this. I I do. Um, I mean, I I don't really have a name where people. I guess I don't. I don't know. I I haven't I haven't really experienced this, but I I I do know that there's plenty of this, especially like in STEM. Uh, my friends who ex, like experience patronizing things, especially from blah blah blah. I, we all know that there is discrimination in fields. I don't need to explain that to people, but I I don't know it. I get wanting to hold on to that, but I do think overall you're doing good at, by normalizing having pronouns in the signature. It, I think it is a helpful thing and people generally in my experience looking online like that. Um, and I, the one thing I will say is like, I don't, I disagree a little bit about it being like a teaching, like this person having to do okay, the teaching moment. It just feels bad. Like it feels bad to be like, it, you do see different things. It's like people, people having a name, one name on their resume and another name on their resume and then getting offered a diff, offered one job yeah. with one name. And like it, I do understand wanting to have that privilege and use that privilege because an email is one place where you can kind of look like anything and, and mm -hmm. get, and get things that you might not get. So I, I get it. It's it's a really hard, nuanced thing. I, I think you know. I this is this is something where I I kind of think I I'm not mad at either either decision. I think um, I don't know. I it it feels a lot more black and white for when when you were talking about it, Joel. Well, I'm that's like, also because I'm a man. Okay, and the part of my brain that is logical is just larger than yours. <laughs> so. I have definitely had ex so many experiences where people meet me and like, I'm the boss yeah. and they're really pissed off that I'm the boss. Um, but I don't know if they would feel that way if they just read an email from me, but they see me and they hear my annoying, chirpy little voice. I mean, I think I'm not saying anything like totally unique, but I just really get this conundrum. And I think like this person is clear, like has their heart, in the right place, but I no, do, yeah. I do get sort of waffling on this. I think ultimately it's good if you have the pronouns in there, but I'm not horror, hor like I'm not angry at you if you don't, but yeah. it's also not my place to be angry regarding pronouns because like I'm, I'm a little suspect. Exactly. So, <laughs> so like it, it sort of is a Russian doll of, of who has less of a right to speak on this topic. Me being the least. <laughs> You being second to least. And, <laughs> and then there's one person that we we sh didn't bring on the podcast today who probably could speak on this in a really intelligent way. So honestly, if you're listening to this and you have a better solution, then by all means, please write us. Please I would. Us. This is one of those ones where I, I would really love to have people write in who are in like similar situations and hear what they do because um, – you don't in in terms of what Joel and I do, we don't really have to be smart. So <laughs> but, we just have um, to be fucking smoke shows. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> um, I'm sorry that uh we have not really presented any. Well, no, we presented her two options. I presented 
put the pronouns in there and make your every single day a teachable moment, put that burden <laughs> on your back and carry that up the mountain of academia. And you presented don't. So she has two viable options here that she could feel good about. Yeah. Ugh. I feel nauseous. All right, let's keep going. <laughs> Sounds like you blended some chicken today. Oh, my God. It makes me like it true. I should do it one time just to just to know. I well, you know what I you know what I am wondering is I'm like, would I rather do grocery store butt plug? No, like and and also with it sort of extruding, like knowing the whole time that it is extruding <laughs> or drink chicken. <laughs> and by the end of the podcast, we'll know the answer. Okay. <laughs> okay, can't wait to hear. Um, Chelsea, we <laughs> And have... would you, Joel, rather spend a full day trying and failing to make buttermilk biscuits or um, FaceTime my entire family every day? <laughs> buttermilk biscuits, for sure. Okay. <laughs> for fucking sure. Your family? I don't think so, honey. <gasps> wow. JK, I know you're listening, and I don't think I've ever met any of your family members, but... That uh, is actually crazy to me. Were you at the Carnegie Hall show? No. Oh, it wasn't. Okay. I guess that's that is the only time you that people met them. But it or was a didn't you guys go to cats too? My sister came, yeah, and we went to cats. That's true. But my family was forced to meet two hundred improvisers in a night when they came to the Carnegie yes. Hall show. Nice. I I brought them into a bar and I said, Everyone, they're here. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right. Incredible. Let's move on. We have a call that Chelsea will play. Hi, Mitra and Joel, uh, Joel and Mitra. I'm yet another bisexual woman, uh, taller, chef, so I guess I am a bi-chef, she-her role, bisexual, bi-chef, yeah. Okay, we've um, broken her. So, my problem is that during quarantine, um, you know, I got a little frisky online and I uh, accidentally adopted a, you know, sexual texting buddy. Um, and now I don't want that anymore, but he seems to think that he's like involved in my life and he texts me like every day, uh, like, good morning, beautiful. Hi, what's up? And if I don't respond for like three days, he's like, Hey bud, are you okay? Like just checking in. Um, so I don't know. It's been, you know, nine months. I want to, can I, can I just ghost this person after I've been, you know, talking to them and sending, sexually charged messages with them for uh, three quarters of a year or do I have to explain to him that I am just not attracted to him anymore um yeah I, I just I want to know your opinion on whether I should communicate or not because that's, that's always the question all right uh, I'm actually a good friend of Misha's so hopefully she recognizes my voice Whoa. okay bye and I do. <laughs> well, I saw the area code and I and every time this area code or any of these area, there's like a certain smattering of area codes that come up. And I'm always like, could it be? Could it be? And it never is. But now it is. It's someone that I know. And yes, I I'm going to text this person after. <laughs> How um, cool. Um, and Casper, I love her. What was it? Casper, the unfriendly <laughs> ghost. The sexual ghost. No, Casper, the sexual ghost. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Casper, yes. the sexual ghost. Casper. Sometimes it's, I feel that when I listen back to this podcast, 
I can hear myself repeating things and each time repeating them, hoping against hope that it will become funny to me. (laughs) (laughs) But it is fun. It's funny to me. Okay. And that's why we won an award, babe. (laughs) Maybe that's why I didn't get one is because they think I'm the audience. (laughs) Because I laugh at everything. (laughs) (laughs) um Um, okay so since this is your close friend i will let you go first um i I i'm trying to think what i because i do think sometimes my advice that i give on the podcast is different than what i like if i'm i am going to text this person afterward and be like who is this (laughs) because i because i think my advice would change based on the person but i do think talking every day for nine months it is if especially if this is a person that our caller Casper knows in real life, then it's worth being like, I don't want to do the horny text anymore because that's a long time. Um, and it seems like the relationship while sexual has evolved into something that might be more emotional for that person. So it depends, I guess, on also how much you care about this person. Yeah. I mean, it definitely, this, your Casper definitely wants this. I don't think that there's, there's even a scenario where Casper like wants to be friendly with this person. I think Casper just wants her, them to disappear completely from the face of the earth and stop existing, which I completely get. But I would say my general rule of thumb with ghosting is I don't think ghosting is wrong outright. But I think past like, and this is trickier because it's it's purely via text, but mm-hmm. like three dates or more, you gotta, you, you necessitate I, some sort of response. Otherwise it is shitty. Like pandemic is so like, I just think for something that long-term during the pandemic, even if it is sexual, like, I just think it takes on a different weight when especially, I mean, I don't know if this is like the only sexual buddy, but just reading, listening to the voicemail, it sounds like the only person that our caller was doing this with. I keep wanting to say their name. (laughs) Um, And I, you, I mean, I, I don't know how many, if there are other people involved, but I, I do think that it will actually probably be a much cleaner break if you just are outright and say, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah, because it sounds really torturous to receive a text every three days that says, quote, you okay, bud? I don't think this person is going easy into the night. So no, I think no, it no, will no, be no. much easier if you say... I'm no longer interested. I appreciate everything. Uh, thank you for all the horny texts. Uh, have a really good life. Goodbye. And then if this person continues to text, you can feel comfortable blocking with no, with no guilt. Yes. Or with then no then guilt. you fucking ghost. Like yeah. that like if you te- if you give them this, if you give them the gift of rejection, a, a blunt, honest rejection, you do not have to keep replying after that because this is your mm. sex texting buddy and you said you don't want to do it anymore. Have that awkward conversation so you don't have to have a million, hey, bud, how are you doing? Hey, <laughs> conversations Oof. that you don't want to have. Like, I've totally been there. It's It sucks. I think I've been on both sides of that. And like, it is torturous to be the one sending or receiving those messages. So the faster you end them, the better. Because it's going to feel... It's, that person gets can probably feel what's going on by now and probably also already feels bad. For sure. And it's a moment of discomfort for you, but ultimately I think the person will appreciate it more than a ghost. More than a and, ghost. Um, miss you. <laughs> I love you. Hey, I love you. Hey, bud, I love you. Hey, bud, love you. 
but I really do um, love our color. <laughs> well, you know what? I don't know them, but I, I sort of love them too. <laughs> I'm sort of falling for them. Wow. Is that weird? Is that weird to say? That if I'm you're looking for, for a new, colors? if you're not looking for a new buddy, <laughs> a new sexual texting buddy. Because uh, uh, the butt plugs are getting old. No longer exciting. <laughs> I would like to enter a sexual texting relationship with a straight cis woman. I just wish that I could have been in the Whole Foods and been like, yeah, I, no, I saw you. And <laughs> it, it was protruding visibly. <laughs> I would give anything to have been there at that moment. <laughs> anyway... It was pretty special, I gotta say. A pretty special low, low, low moment in my life. <laughs> Just the lowest imaginable. Okay. No, that's not the well, maybe the lowest imaginable in your life, but not not for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have a better You ever leave your tights and underwear in the in the bathroom of variety company because they're stained with shit? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Slightly and then walk 30 than, minutes in a skater skirt and a, in the freezing cold. Yeah. <laughs> that is that butt plug in Whole Foods is my shitty tights in the garbage of variety coffee. <laughs> Love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> hey, remember when we used to call people back? Should we start doing that again? Oh. <laughs> Get them on. Should Zoom? we? I don't know. Sound off, chefs. Sound off. Uh, this, yes, chefs, let us know. Do you miss that or are you kind of like, whatever? Because <laughs> I got to tell you, it's easier to not do it. What did we, did we, we do that? What, like, it was really hard to schedule um, yeah. with, with our chefs. Um, so I don't know. <laughs> I'm already talking myself out of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then there was that one guy who sent me all the creepy DMs. Yeah. Bless him. Um, if you're listening, thank you for continuing to patronize the podcast. Without you, we would never be Golden Crane Award winners. We would be nothing without you sending me like 30 DMs. Oh, jeez. <sighs> should we read this Anyway, next should email? we get to the last email? Oh, yes. wait, no. We have two more. Well, there's one email and then one phone call. So you oh, were right. Fuck the last. Email. I was totally vamping because I was like, "We're gonna end really too soon," and now we're gonna end too late. Why don't we? We can also just pick one. No, no, no. We're and not even both. tell the caller. We're gonna do both. We're gonna not do even both. tell them. We're gonna okay. do both because they're both <sighs> okay. good. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna read this email. Okay. Hi, Mitra and Joel. In that order, I sent another question a bit ago, but this one is bad. As I said in my other queue, okay, we know we don't. I gotta stop and say if you send more than one or if you re record your voicemail, we do not need the history of your, <laughs> your call history or your emailing history. It's not necessary. We get to the meat and potatoes of your, your question, please. I'm gay, he, him. I started <laughs> really young knowing I like guys and was very curious. When I was probably 12, I think is when I started masturbating and learning what it was. One time I snuck into my mom's room while she was at work and caught my stepdad, stepdad at the time jerking off. He didn't see me. And I hid and watched him. I remember being so turned on by it. It was the first time I had seen something like that in real life. I secretly ran off before he finished, being afraid to get caught. 
You missed the best part. Here's why I'm writing in. I recently started having sex dreams about us. I remember his penis being perfect, and it's exactly as I remember it in my dreams, and I'm so shook. Like, why am I having sex dreams about my used-to-be stepdad 13 years later? The other really bad part that makes me feel so strange is that he is my father's stepbrother, whom my mom also had kids with. So we are technically related, just not by blood. And I am wondering if this is absolutely fucked up. Do I need to go to therapy solely for this problem, or is it okay that I'm having these dreams? Am I okay? Yikes. Who knows if there's even an answer for this. Sorry, love you. Please validate me and make me feel normal. You're the best. Miss you, Dana. Love you, Chelsea. And everyone, including July, can sit on my face. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't read this whole one. (laughs) Yeah, I actually uh, I put this one in sort of thinking that you would flag it. And you didn't. So I was like, okay, I guess we're going to go straight into it. Wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> who, what so, do you call this one? Sort um, of a, a porny sort of mm-hmm. vibe. Step, step, step family. Lots of step family. Mm-hmm. Shenanigans. Um, triple XXX deep throat step family teen <laughs> hole gaping. <laughs> Just long keyword titles. Yes, yes, yes. You know, like fully X tube. Uh, Whole gaping totally. young. Yeah. So wait, let's really lock it down though. Okay. It's triple XXX. Mm-hmm. Step family whole whole young. <laughs> okay. Triple XXX step family whole young gaping stepson kitchen. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> triple XXX step family. Whole young gaping kitchen. Stepson, 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 stepson kitchen. kitchen. Good luck, July. <laughs> Please make that as the title. <laughs> I don't even know if that would fit in like the Apple iTunes. I just well, I just don't think that because I I made the the incredible business decision of calling a podcast fuck hut and you won't believe um it doesn't show up in any of the services. <laughs> <laughs> um so I would like this episode to absolutely just fall through the cracks. <laughs> um okay. Um, so this is like first of all just like amazing amazing, amazing it reads like a penthouse letter to be honest. Well, and like, because first I go stepdad, not blood relative. Then we go uh, ex stepdad, and I go, oh, extra not blood relative. But then we go father stepbrother, who my mom had kids with, and I go, maybe this is bad. Father stepbrother, huh? I mean, that's what I, I'm, I'm my own grandpa situation. If I remember. It doesn't sound like this person is like actively a part of the, his life anymore. I mean, I guess well, you're, you do have step siblings with this person. Right. Mom had kids with this person. And if, if so, actually, I can't even like get into like the I was because I'm like, so father stepbrother married to married to mom. Yeah, then they the had story, kids. Yeah. What does that make the whatever? <laughs> very that um so are they cousins slash siblings i guess that would technically make them step cousins step siblings okay i know we're giving the re- the listeners a lot of homework but i do want like a drawing of the ways that people are related in this <laughs> ultimately i think it's distant enough that this is all fine oh and yeah. you can't control your <laughs> dreams you cannot no. control your dreams 
Um, no. Who amongst us wouldn't watch our stepdad with a perfect dick jerk off? Yeah, I mean, I what I what I wish for you is that you would be in a situation like like a sauna or something where you could see it again, and twelve <sighs> you would realize that twelve year old you actually didn't know what a perfect dick was, <laughs> and, <laughs> and then you're released. Because I feel like there are people like everyone that I thought was like the hottest person in the world when I was twelve isn't that anymore. And I well, just here's feel like maybe say, you'll have and- seen more dicks and you'll know that there's a better dick out there than the one that you romanticized from when you were 12. Ultimately, though, I do believe that most male children have seen their father's penis one way or another. Mm-hmm. And you never forget it. You never forget it. I will never forget my dad's dick. And it I wouldn't say it's perfect by any means. Um, but, but you do think that the memory is probably accurate. I think the memory is probably accurate. Okay. Well, then and it might I have even shaped what he considers to be a perfect dick to this day. Well, th- let's not say that. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to help, not hurt. <laughs> um, regarding the dreams, it's okay. I, I'm like, you can't control your dreams, babe. You can't. And and I think, like, you could go to a therapist and be like, I'm worried. Because I think ultimately, like, the therapist will just be like, it's okay. And yeah. then you'll feel absolved by the therapist, yeah. perhaps. Um, but I mean, we're, we're, we're cutting out the middleman. We're just saying it's okay. It's fine. Like, call us if you fuck him. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> then we go. Call Sean so, Cody if you fuck him. Please. Triple X eggs. Um, the other option is just you enter your dreams and you murder your stepfather in your dreams. Oh so yeah, lucid, lucid. I have I lucid dream a lot. You could do something like that. Yeah. Or you or you could walk up Freddy to the dick in the dream lucid and go, you have no power here. <laughs> <laughs> nice try. <laughs> nice try. You have you have no power here. Um, it's okay. Well, I think we solved this one. Yeah, I actually think this is the only good answer so far. Actually, no, I think the last one we did okay. First two kind of duds. They're all great. What are you talking about? I, think I don't know. I think we're good. I think, they're all I think, award-winning answers. You're right. It is technically all award-winning, but I do think we're kind of getting better with age with this particular podcast. That is true. That is okay. true. Okay. Final call. Now we're at the final call. Now we've got here. After I vamped so hard on your stupid friend. Wow. Okay. JK, I don't think you're stupid. I thought the call was wonderful. Friend is actually really smart. Chelsea, take me out of this <laughs> hole. Play the call. Release us. Mulkim Hari, this is your stereotypical bisexual woman calling. Thank you. Um, so at the beginning of 2020, uh, my boyfriend and I started really hanging out exclusively with his neighbors who are also like uh, engaged. Um, so we would do double dates and whatnot because of quarantine. Um, and we've become really good friends, but every time I hang out with them without my boyfriend, um, the guy always tends to make, like, really weird jokes about us having a threesome. Um, like, on New Year's Eve, he, I had mentioned that I'm only really sexually attracted to women with pixie cuts, and he, like, looked over at his girlfriend and was like, hey, you need to, we need to get you an appointment to go get a haircut. Um, and, like, suggested we kiss at midnight, and, like, his girlfriend always, or fiance always, like, just kind of laughs it off and, like, slaps his arm and is like, oh, you're ridiculous. Um, but, like, it makes me really uncomfy, and I don't know if I'm being crazy, because I feel like if I confront him directly, he might just say, like, oh, this is just a joke, like, you can't take a joke, and it might just, like, throw off the dynamic. Um, 
And I've told my boyfriend, but he's never there when it happens, so it's not like he really speaks up. Um, any advice you have is welcome. Also, I only identified as bisexual after listening to your podcast, so you might be turning straight women. Congratulations. That's a true feat. We're all better for it. Bye. Wow. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> I feel so powerful right now. That's amazing. I'm glad that you are living your truth. Um, and it's all because of us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, what will we call this person? Um, well, first of all, Joel, I mean, do you think she's being crazy? <laughs> <laughs> That's exact. I heard you giggle when we got to that part, and I knew it was coming. I knew it. <laughs> and um, I saw you register my lap, and I knew that you knew that you were in trouble. <laughs> um, okay. Um, two girls, a guy, and a pixie cut. Um, yeah, two girls, one cut. <laughs> two girls, one cut. <laughs> yes, explosive. Yes. Yes. <sighs> two girls, one cut. I love um, it. <laughs> if, if for some reason the 30-word porn title doesn't work, <laughs> then we've got a four-word porn title. <laughs> Um, so here's the thing. I, I think there's a really, uh, like a really weeny way to get out of this in a really special way. And that is you go to the girlfriend and you say, Hey, I'm talking to my boyfriend and my boyfriend is really uncomfortable with the threesome jokes. And then she can relay it to him. And that way you don't have to confront any of this head on and you're just scapegoating the bo your boyfriend. And I'm sure he'd be fine with that. Because that's a part of being in a relationship, as I understand it. Well, and I had a similar thought because I was like, I, I I like that, but it does kind of make the guy seem a little controlling, which I like. He doesn't, but it, but not even. It's like it, he's uncomfortable. He's uncomfortable with like those comments. But I do think also, like, if you're close with the girl, you can just say like, I don't love that, and like, she should be on your side right like she's the one like i bet I, I just wonder if she's uncomfortable too like she like what do you like i, I just i don't know i i would i would definitely go to the girl first i think though like and see how she feels because it doesn't sound like she's really like getting in on it too like it sounds kind of like everyone except for the guy who's making the jokes is uncomfortable right yeah i get that i i just don't know that there's a way to do this without blowing up this relationship a tiny bit. Yeah. I mean, I think no matter what, like the, 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 the guy is like objectifying you and making you uncomfortable and it's okay to make him feel uncomfortable yeah. for a little bit. And if your relationship can't come back from that, then that's okay because you've been feeling like shit for months. So exactly. make him feel like shit. Like really I'm like, you totally could just go to the girlfriend and, or to the fiance and be like, Hey, I like, I'm feeling really uncomfortable or my boyfriend feels uncomfortable. Can you have a word with your guy? But I think in those kind of situations and like, I know everyone has different approaches, but like uh, my tendency is to just be like, Hey, not going to fuck you. Like, and then yeah, well, uh, this was actually what I was going to suggest is that, so he's using humor as sort of a cover, you know, he's doing that mm -hmm. thing where it's like, he's presenting it as a joke. Yeah. But hey, if you're interested, if you respond well to this, then it's not a joke anymore. Right. And so what I think you can you you can cover your disgust as humor 
and you have the same protection that he is through humor. And you can just, every time he brings up a threesome, just go at like absolutely over the top. Ew, that is disgusting. I would never, ever touch your Parmesan cheese dick ever. Ha 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 ha. You know, and anything you say with ha 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 after is automatically a joke and you cannot be fined. It's you true. Can't. Yeah. I mean, I think like in that kind of situation, like it's one thing if like he made like because I don't know, it's, but like if he makes if, like if he's he's doing this over a long period of time and for a long time it's been making you uncomfortable. So if you want to give him the grace of disguising it as a joke, go off. But also if you want to just flat out in the middle of conversation, you and I think also you can say to your boyfriend like, has did I forget? Oh, yeah. He said, I've told my boyfriend she's never there. Wait. What are you asking? I- I'm asking if the boyfriend knows that it makes our caller uncomfortable. He does, right? Yeah, she's told him. Yeah, so your boyfriend should have your back more in that situation, too. Like, it shouldn't just be on you. But I do think it's time for, like, a big show of, like, this fucking sucks. It makes well, me uncomfortable. Well, and I think the thing that we're sort of missing, though, is that they are – she is friends with this guy. Like, I don't think she wants to completely humiliate him. And I think that's what she's worried about is that there is a danger here of, like, what if he is just joking and I make a big deal out of that, out of right. this, and, and tarnish the relationship, I which I get. I get, but I but I think it's clear that this has gone on long enough, and he's made so many weird, uncomfortable jokes that like right. there and is as, a threat of truth. As his friend, I think you owe him the the courtesy of telling him, "Hey, like this makes me uncomfortable." Because if you let it go on too long, then it'll become truly untenable, and you will not be able to bounce back and become friend and and remain friends with this person. So I think like if you want to remain friends with this person, telling him in in whatever way that we just presented earlier rather than later is going to help preserve this relationship if that's what you want. And I think like psyching yourself up, like if you are going to go sort of the more like blunt attack dog thing, you have to just be like, next time this comes up, I will respond immediately. And I will say this, you no, stop <laughs> or whatever, whatever your thing is that you're going to say, like, be ready and do it right then in the moment. Um, and be prepared for it to feel uh, a little weird and that's okay because you have been the one shouldering all of the weird feelings and you don't have to do that yeah um so if, if it means you kind of go home awkward one night and then okay that's fine if you're really close friends you will get through it because the compromise shouldn't be you feeling harassed also no, 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 to no. have two friends so I, I just think you can make new friends if, if that's like if he's like, I actually need to be able to sexually harass the girlfriend of my friend, <laughs> then um, he's not that cool. I don't know. Sounds pretty cool to me. <laughs> Sounds pretty. Triple X neighbor awesome. on neighbor girl pixie cut viral <laughs> eat out dot com. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, brilliant time had by all. Won't you say? <laughs> Won't, Won't you, you say? say? Won't you say? Brilliant yeah, time would. had by all? I would. I would okay. say that. I agree. Great. I agree with the thing that you agree with me saying. <laughs> As per usual, my ability to speak has deteriorated slowly but surely over the course of recording this podcast. And now we've reached the end and I can go and plug myself back into a wall and recharge. 
Thanks, everybody, for your calls, for your emails. Email us at urgentcarepod at gmail.com. Call us at 323-334-0371. And thank you, Chelsea. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, July. Thank you, everyone at Earwolf. Thanks to you for listening. And thank you, Nietzsche. Chelsea. Bye. Bye. Congrats on your golden crane. (laughs) 